Hello there and a very warm welcome to the fighting fifth edition of Racing Only Better. Barry Orr standing in for Vanessa, who TC reckons could be at the Sir Peter O'Sullivan lunch. It's not a million to one for TC, that's for sure. She's not in Qatar, we know that much. More more plausible than the cock and bull story you've been given anyway. <laughs> we know you're not in Qatar anyway. Happy Thanksgiving to you both. Does that resonate with you, TC? Yeah, yeah, they have it, and they have it a month early over there, don't they? <laughs> Black Friday tomorrow, Kev, you'll be giving it holly on the jolly. I'll be thinking, I'm not familiar with any of these things you're talking about, Barry. I just worry about horses running around field. <laughs> That's what you're here for, thank God. So we'll kick on with that. Just a bit of housekeeping before we start, lads. The exchange offered this Saturday, money back all losers as a free bet, up to a tenner on the fighting fifth. Yeah, that's money back. All losers is a free bet up to a tenner on the fighting fifth. And on the sports book, it's our bet 10 on racing mul- multiples and get a free 10 pound bet on racing multiples. Both those on Saturday. Check out the shows, uh, the show description for the T's and C's of that. We're covering what 13 races, five on Friday and eight on Saturday, eight ITV races on Saturday, five on Friday. TC will kick off with you, please, if you don't mind, on the 120. In Newbury, it's the Novice Hurdle on Friday. Stay away, Fay. Big money purchase for Chris Giles. It's 15 to 8 at the moment. Uh, he's first time wind and a first time tongue piece after giving over 300 grand for him. Does that set the alarm bells ringing, TC? Yeah, it would with me. Yeah. Um, sounds like, um, yeah, Chris Giles has been digging into his pocket 305 grand after just winning that point. Um, apparently, he's worked out quite well, but. It would need to be for that kind of money. Uh, yeah, I mean, the the, the wind up and the tongue-tie woods wouldn't really please me if I shelled out that kind of money. But, you know, the promise... Ridiculous, though, isn't it? He goes ever in the wind, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. But you probably wouldn't like it after paying 300 grand for it, would you? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, like the, the former horse is the, is the Henderson one, um, Russian ruler. Um, I think that disappointed him a little bit. But even that Dovecot fifth is probably sets the form standard in here. That one's had a wind up as well since they last saw it, and they think uh, they think it's improved it significantly. But um, I think they both got a pretty dodgy profile. I was going to go with Egbert here um, around about the seven to one mark on the exchange at the moment. I think sixes if you want to play each way on the sportsbook, but. Uh, Alan King in his weekender column said he was, you know, he, he was going to leave it another week for him to get over that that, uh, that promising Warwick third, um, and that kind of like put me off. But yeah, my, I think stepping up slightly in trip on softer, um, hopefully softer ground, uh, Egbert might be the one. But like I said, Alan King's comments in the weekend have put me off a bit. Just on the ground, it is still currently good. We were recording this Thursday afternoon, and they were due a fair bit of rain there on. on on throughout Thursday, but from Friday onwards, it looks quite nice at Newbury. So maybe we are going to get good ground there, maybe on the slightly easy side. But yeah, um, that's to be seen, obviously. Right. Okay. Yeah. Kev, Russian ruler in here as well. Another with a, a first time wind up for Nicky and Henry de Bo- uh, Nico de Boinville and Nicky Henderson, five to two. He's a geezer, four to one, six Egbert, and it's 10 bar. What do you like him? Yeah, I'd be of a similar mind to TC in that the, the, the front two, their profiles wouldn't set you alight really at the prices. I just went with a different one against them. Um, I went with Heezer Geezer. Heezer Geezer, to try and horrendous accent. Um, Dan Skelton, um, you know, one first time out of Doncaster in a bumper. And I thought that run of the entry was a really nice start over hurdles. 
Um, the form has been working out reasonably well. The third and four came out and finished first and second next time. And um, it, it was just a solid effort, you know, improved the stamina, which a couple of these will have to do. Um, and I, I just thought it was a very solid alternative to the front two in the market. Um, you know, a little bit filthy each way if you're that way inclined. But I'd hope he'd go and, you know, have a real good go of winning the thing. Right, he's a geezer for you, Kev. And TC Egbert, was it? Yeah, Egbert, like I said, I'm probably not going to have a bet. Uh, but if I was going to make but each way around about six or seven to one would be the would be the way I'd go. Okay, one fifty five. It's the novice chase, the Grade Two stage. Tar your favourite at four to five. It's five to two. Beauport Comprend six, fourteen Sebastopol and sixteen Wonderwall stage. Tar TC doesn't get a penalty for his win in Warwick, and he's back to the scene of his greatest victory, albeit over hurls the cello. So, what's not to like about him? Um, the price really. Um, it's, it's interesting because I was I as soon as the decks come out of the forty-eight hour stage, I just looked for all the prices to come up uh, from about eleven thirty onwards. And the sportsbook were actually first up with this race, and they were first up with nearly all the races on Friday actually. And they went up nine to two Beauport, which I thought was what well, was massive, wasn't it? I mean. Um, and I still think around about three to one on the exchange. I think Beauport is probably the way to go in this race. I mean, um, you know, decent hurdler, but looks like he's going to make up him to better chaser on the back of that Colin Parker win. And I think that wins probably has more substance than stage stars. But that said, he does get a five pound penalty for that Carlisle win. But no, I, I'd, I'd probably go with Beauport uh, at three to one over over stage style all day long, really. Um, like I said, the opening night or two was 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 a bit of a gift. But uh, yeah, a tricky enough race, but I'd be against stage star primarily because of the price. Yeah, he, he there's been plenty of money for both Port. Wonderwall, Kev's another one. There's been a few quid for 25 to 1 into 16. How are you looking at this? Um, yeah, good luck to them now. But yeah, I'd like to see it on stage star, stage star or short. I thought that... Um, that himself and Beauport should be much more close together. Um, look, I know Beauport has to has to give him five pounds, but um, he's already five pounds higher. Um, he was better than him over hurdles. I thought the there was much more depth in the race that he made his winning chasing debut in. You know, he went straight into uh, a listed intermediate chase against like you know far more experienced chasers, and um, and and he got the job done. You know, I thought it was quite impressive. Now, albeit in receipt of plenty of weight, but that considered, I, I thought it was very meritorious and um, certainly entitled them to be to be much closer to stage there, if not kind of on top of him in price terms. So um, I, I definitely would have to stick with him at the prices. Um, Tom Bellamy, I think he's um, he's very fair at that. Meritorious. That's a first for the show. I like that, Kev. We'll keep that one in. Yeah, meritorious. Lovely. Christ. Very, very not, good. Not, we're not exactly a Nick Luck country, are we? <laughs> <laughs> Both of you is going for Beauport. That's good. That's always a good sign. Happy to see that. We'll okay. to, when we say cheap pieces later on, we'll have to play, we have to say accoutrements. <laughs> <laughs> on to the 230. It's the handicapped chase over two and a half miles. All well exposed these air, all in single figures as well. Uh, Beakstown 3 to 1. It's around a 7 to 2. Mark Numator, Painted Dream 7 to 2. 5 Killer Clan, Caribbean Boy 6, the same price for the Widowmaker. Kev, what's your fancy in the 230? Or was I to leave you out of the 230? I was, that was a super for me, Barry. I thought that was a tough one. Um, 
I tell you what, there'll be some there'll be some nervous um, nervous faces in the, the sports with God compilers. When they went first went up on this race, they made Numator a 10 to 1 chance and the Caribbean boy the same price at 10s. And now Numator's 16 to 5. And yeah, I can see where the money's come from that. But the thing that the fascinating aspect of this race is five of the six of these like to go forward or, or be ridden prominently. And the one that doesn't is Killer Clown. Um, and I think that can, you know, that could really play to his strengths here. Now, he is a hit and miss character, um, but he, he's very good on his day, uh, as his win Canton and Kenton wins last season indicate. Um, a good return. Uh, I think the stepping down in triple suit. And this, this horse just needs a, a waiting ride over two miles on decent ground is what is likely to get here, or at least I think so at the time of recording. So, yeah, I think because of the shape of the race, uh, and the pace of the race, I think Killer Clown around about the five to one, eleven to two mark, is um, maybe worth a little tiny investment. Okay, interesting. Killer Clown for TC. It's a duckout race for Kev. On to the three oh five. It's a long distance hurdle. It's a, obviously we just the six runners, but it's a punchy little race. Champ, your favourite at the moment. I vomit every time I see his name when I think of the RSA back in 2020 when he managed to get up and do Manila. He's a seven to four chance. Prashima, TC, you put up last day. He's the young pretender somewhat. He's a five to two chance. Paisley Park being there, done a four to one. Dashiell Drasher, seven. Same price, Thomas Derby. And it's 18 T Clipper. TC, I'm going to start with you here. Are you sticking with Prashima? Um, when, I, when I did my column for this on Betting Dub Barefoot on Wednesday afternoon, um, Prashima was two to one, and I just couldn't get with him at that kind of price. Uh, you know, obviously, he was really, really impressive with Weatherby, albeit he was getting six pounds off Thomas Darby, but he beat that horse senseless by 10 lengths. And I just think he's really unexposed as a stayer. But my, my problem with him at two to one is he was meeting, uh, you know, Grade one winners um, in here, um, and he's got it to prove against them. But he has drifted out a bit. He's now eleven to four in the exchange and five to two in the sportsbook, as all the money's come from uh, come for Champ. But yeah, I mean, eleven to four. I'm I'm probably going to be tempted now. Uh, like I said, he really he has got very few runs under the boat over three miles. Um, and like I said, if he can build on that, uh, whether we win last time, and he does need to. Then yes, I can uh, I can see him you know shaking up the form horses and and, and the two previous winners of this race, uh, Paisley Park and last year's winner Thomas Darby. Where's the pace coming from here, TC? Is it Dashiell Drasher? See yeah, the pace but, angle. Uh, I've got my pace. I've got the only pace in the race is Dashiell Drasher. So that'll get that should get an easy out in front, but um, and he's unpenalised as well. But I'm not sure he's got the class to handle. All of those, he might he might beat a couple of them, but I don't think he'll beat all of the the top four in the market. Yeah, Kev, the favourites are seven to four chance. He's a ten year old now. I think people are kind of that his first run back could be his best. Are you in that camp, or what way are you seeing this race develop? Nah, I wouldn't like to be relying on Champ now. I think he, he has an awful lot of problems, and it's just one of these one of these seasons he's going to come back and uh, and just not be himself. So I wouldn't be wouldn't be familiar with the prices. Uh, Dashiell Drasher that TC touched on there. I think he's the bet here. Um, with, with a bit of confidence as well, I'd say, Bar. Um, like we we've seen plenty of over fences, but he's won his last six starts over hurdles. Um, he's he's getting six pounds off all the big guns. 
Um, I know that the level of the form at Aintree last time wouldn't exactly have been enough to, that, that, that what will be required here, but he's, he's he gets idle in front. He never wins by far. Um, that's just him. His record when fresh actually isn't that good, um, which is why I didn't fancy him at Aintree, and he went and won anyway. So I'd be expecting him to come on from that. He's getting six pounds from these. Um, like he's a really admirable horse. Um, I know technically he, he might have a stamina to prove, but not really in my mind, certainly not over hurdles. And um, he should get the lead to himself. I think he'll make the run and he'll get an easy time of it and he'll keep galloping and he'll keep trying. And if something comes by him, fair enough, but I think you'll get a very good run for your money. Um, what's he with the sports book bar? Is he eight to one, something like that? Currently seven to one chance, yeah. Yeah, so it's a bit, it's a big price now. Getting that weight, it's a big price. Interesting. Okay, so TC going for Pashima, who is becoming a backable price, and, and care for the, the pace angle in the race, Drasher. On to the 340, the last race we're going to cover on Friday. It's the uh, handicap hurdle, or no, it, it is a handicap hurdle. Yeah, we've got Shearer and Padley Canoe, four places here on the sports book. These two uh, <laughs> were well supported in Cheltenham. You had Shearer. Track and paddle your own canoe because, as Paul Nichols said on his Ditch Heat Diaries, they thought he was the one to beat. Obviously, Sod's Law, paddle your own canoe fell, sure, got brought down. They're at the top of the market again, TC. You were a big paddle your own canoe fan. You were at him on all sorts of fancy prices uh, in Cheltenham. He's been backed into seven to two from nine to two. He's not favorite though. Sure, still your favorite at 11 to four. Steel of March is nine to two. It's nine, a Buffalo soldier. That's from 20, actually. He's been well supported yeah, has, for him yeah. during the week. 10 Barbados book as a honeybee, 12. Same price that they leave you at two, and it's 14 bar. But how are you looking at this, TC? You sticking with paddle your own canoe or? Yeah, still- I've. Um- I backed him at four to one. Um, I just, I, just, I mean, I, I, I tend to just, you know, you can have to handle defeat in this game because it happens so often. But I must admit, I was, I went for a, a fair go on this horse last time, and, and in fact, he probably would have been my, you know, my biggest winner of two thousand and twenty-two's. And like I said, he was really well backed. I mean, it was like he opened up twelves in a place that day, normal eights and sevens, and into seventy-two and. Uh, just on the back of just being a really well handicapped horse. I mean, he's 19 pound below his, his peak hurdle mark. Ran a really good race off a 13 power high mark at Haydock last season. And he just he just had everything going for him that day. And he was travelling well on the outside. He was still four out and they probably had a, a good mile and a bit to go. Um, but he was he was dropping him wide, keeping him out of trouble. And then he just like dived at one and... and um, um, you know, obviously, he came to grief, and my mood wasn't improved when I got a text afterwards and said, Oh, well, you're unlucky there because that horse has been working, they've been getting Nube Negger off the bridle at home. Now, whether they were winding me up or not, I'm not so sure, but because it's a 123 rated three mile stayer, and Nube Negger was a 160 odd rated chaser. But it just goes to show that Nichols might have heard that as well if he made those comments about Shearer following the, the main danger. Yeah, it's it may, you know, the. The price has obviously been, you know, that, that that Cheltenham move from last time didn't go, didn't catch the bookmakers unawares this time. But I think fours is, is still very fair against that. Uh, another horse who I backed last time, who was a massive drifter, Pylon, uh, on his stable start over fences, uh, Pylon. I, I put him up at eight. So he went off at nearly 30 to one at Betfair SP. Um, but he's back over hurdles here. He ran a really moody race at over Exeter over fences. So I think they just parked that idea. 
Um, back over hurdles with the cheap pieces back on. He's another really, really well handicapped horse off a mark of 131. The last time he ran off this mark, he won by five lengths at Sandown. The worries are obviously that that run last time, albeit over over chases, and the form of the yard really bothers me. But yeah, stable form has to be concerned there, TC. Yeah, yeah. They had a sixty-six to one winner last week, and they had one that ran okay at Hereford, but they've been running like drains. But uh, I think he's got enough positives at the price. He was twenties with the sports, but he's been trimmed in a bit. I think it's fourteens or sixteens now. I think you still get twenties win only on the exchange. I think win only is the way to play the horse and. Yeah, I did look at Scandiburg uh, as well, but I thought it'd be greedy putting up three. But no, I backed, I backed Paddle Your Own Canoe and I backed Pile on both win only. I committed to Paddle Your Own Canoe. Anyway, interestingly, Kevin, um, Paul Nichols says in his blog, obviously everyone knows you can read exclusively on betting.betfair. About sure, he says he looks absolutely fantastic at the moment. The best I've ever had him. And he loved the good ground at Newbury. I'll be disappointed if he doesn't run another decent race. What camp are you in here? Yeah, sure. Look, you can imagine the scene there. You're you're in that you're in the WhatsApp group, of course, with, with TC all over paddling your own canoe. I was all over Shearer, and then what falls and brings down the other at Cheltenham last time. It was oh, a, I couldn't win. You weren't gonna. <laughs> it, was, it was a bad day for the podcast. <laughs> but uh, sure, look, we, we we better we better run it back and, and stick stick with the same terms in in the rematch. I, I stick with Shearer. I wouldn't be surprised if he if he drifts a notch or two. Um, but look for all the reasons previously given going into Cheltenham. Um, look, I, I thought he returned this year a much improved horse. The handicapper had been, has been given a nudges for winning novices, but um, he's been earning them, and he just gives the impression to me that he he holds a bit back for himself. Um, when he gets there, and I I think that and hope that there's more to come from him. And and while I respect TC's connection, um, I better stick with Shearer. And uh, hopefully this time they'll be landing over the last together and we can get a good fair fight rather than the than that absolute scene of um, despair and, uh, and injustice that we got at the forecast that Cheltenham last it's night. Despair and injustice, lovely. Yeah, right, I tell you what, it, really, it really annoyed me because obviously it was a bunch finished as well. Yeah. Uh, well handicapped horse. You think it would have they if they stood on their feet, they would have been... Ashira would have pulled you, You'd have thought they'd have to be there or thereabouts. <laughs> yeah. Spots and maybes. That's that's it. That's it. You're both going in again. So Shira for Kevin and TC. Paddle your own canoe. Okay, that concludes Friday. We'll kick on to Saturday. We kick off with the Sir Peter O'Sullivan at one twenty. Kevin, or uh, sorry, TC. Kevin, you you've no real strong opinion in this. We're just going to come to you, TC. Uh, Cap Course won it in 2018 off 128. He won it in 2021 off 131. Can he win it for a third time in 2022 off 137? He can do. He is a little bit hit and miss, isn't he? And we've also got um, the 2020 winner in it, Captain Ord, as well. So it's the kind of race that, you know, if they are close, you know, to Pete Rose Sullivan and have been in the past, they they like to target it and maybe JP does and Nichols uh, campaigns accordingly. But now um, I thought it was a really tricky race. Um, we're getting an extra place here with the sports book, and I thought the most solid horse was Champagne Court. I couldn't see much pace in the race, and Champagne Court has gone forward in the past. Um, the only other horse that I can see would, would would I expect to be right up there is Lieutenant Rocco, and he's been right out of form. So maybe they will look to go forward again with Champagne Court and take advantage of that lack of pace in here. And obviously, he ran over hurdles last time at the course. Um, he's, he's still got a work, a very workable mark of 130 uh, back over fences here. 
Um, he is a little bit of a labour jumper on occasions, and you know he isn't isn't the most fluent. But like I said, after mark of 130, after that went over hurdles last time on decent ground with the pace angle, uh, yeah, I can see him going well. I thought 12 to one each way four places was very fair, but like I say, I, I want I wanted to see him put in a fluent uh, round of jumping back over fences, but you know 12s with those extra places is probably compensation enough. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Champagne Court for TC and the four places on the Betfair Sportsbook there. On to the 155. It's a two and a half mile handicap pearl. Uh, Walk on air is your favourite of five to two at the moment. West Balboa is a seven to two chance. Peking Rose is four to one. Current mood is one of the springers in the market. Isabella Williams riding it for her father. Evan was a 16 to one chance is into 10 to one. And Malacana is another one. Ian Williams this time, 20 to one into 14 to one. TC, you strong opinion here? Yeah, I backed current mood earlier today. Oh, um, yeah, but yeah. It's you moving it, so. No, not really. Um, I'm not sure. If I, I'm not sure where I backed, actually. Um but yeah, yeah, current move. I mean, I, I backed it. I tipped up, tipped up two horses anti-post for the Greatwood, and she was one of them. Um, and they pulled her out on the day because the ground was too quick. Shades of last week. Uh, when the Times suggest the Times actually suggested the Greatwood was run on, on good to soft ground. So um that annoyed me for not getting a run for my money. But yeah, she's she she rocks up here off a mark of 127. Um, is Adam Webb was going to ride her then, but uh, Isabel Williams is on hit board here, and that might not be ideal, but it's not going to let I'm not going to let that put me off. She did your turn it, last year on a horse and Haydock, didn't she? You what, sorry? You did your turn on a horse and Haydock last year, remember? On yeah, it's on the She has a very quiet style of riding, and you know, if she has to get down and dirty by the finish, and you're probably going to get chinned, but she you knows she gave that a very good ride, good memory. Um, and she go gets on really well with this horse. One on a, you know, one on her last season, and obviously she comes here off the back of a, you know, you, as I've just written now. Actually, you, you'd have to be, you'd have to be playing pin the tail on the donkey uh, to not see uh, the promise of her run at Foss last first time out when she was given the biggest easiest, you, the biggest easy first time up you've ever seen in your life. Um, back up in trip here, the great was over two miles, and this is over two mile four. But her best one came when third to Blazing Carl and Gelino Bello, grade two and grade one subsequent winners uh, in the Ballymore trial, in the, the grade two Ballymore trial last season. Two mile, that was two mile five on good ground. So, yeah, um, I do think this is a really hot race. I think the two ones at the top of the market are both well regarded and both are expected to be leave their current marks well behind. And the likes, you've got a grade one in here as well, Portocello and and stuff like that. But yeah, I do think current mood is, is handicapped to win races. I, I think, I think there's a fair bit of mileage in our mark of 127. So yeah, current mood for me, uh, a double figure. I think that even the current tens and twelves, uh, tens on the sports so at twelves at the current time of asking on, uh, on the exchange. Yeah. Current mood for me. Cool. Kev, how are you reading? Yeah. Current mood as well. Um, I, I did select her in the great hood. Uh, before she was taken out, I suppose that the main, um, I suppose, doubt going into that was the trip. You know, would she be as good at, at the minimum as she is at two and a half? Um, so at least we don't have that variable to to deal with here. Um, Jackie Change, as um, as TC mentions, from what was intended in the Great Wood. But um, look, Isabel's won one of her before, um, knows her well. 
And yeah, look, I, I, I would want, well, she's the pick, but I just, I would, I find myself cautious about walking on air um, just because I, I know the family quite well. Joseph would have trained a bunch of her um, half sisters and brothers and every single one of them were really promising and bumpers and then ended up really disappointing over hurdles. Um, and it's kind of happened, it happened three times, which is kind of a bit, you know, if it happened once or twice, you might say it's just randomness, but it happened three times. Um, so while this fella, you know, made a winning hurdling debut in, in, in moderate enough company, he did disappoint subsequently and didn't jump that well. So in handicap company, I just would be a bit windy about him. Like I'd sooner be placed laying and then win back in him for sure. Um, watching Bolt up now, but uh, I think there might be something in that. So he'd be one I'd be approaching with caution. Um, but hopefully, um, okay. yeah, he'd be well in rear as current mood streaks home. So the thing about current mood, and there's not a great deal of pace in here. Uh, uh, Porticello would probably be the most most likely pace out. But current mood has gone from the front before and made all, albeit over two miles. So. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be averse to Isabel Williams keeping it simple and keeping current mood uh, bang up with the pace. Okay, so both of you going for current mood and a watching brief on walk on air for Kevin. On to the 230, it's the intermediate handicapper, better known as the Jerry Field. And 11 to 4 to field, it's the dead eight here for each way backers at the moment. So watch out for that if there's prevailing good ground. First street, your favorite at 11 to 4. Pick air, 3 to 1. 7 to 2, Teddy Blue. Theater Glory, 9 to 2. And it's 11 to 1 bar. First street for Nicky Henderson and James Bone. Uh, well supported. Obviously, James Bone riding, riding all the Nickies on Saturday with uh, Nico de Boinville going to be up in Newcastle. Uh, he's been well supported though. First Street TC into 11 to 4 now. Yeah, I really like him. Um, uh, he was, he's slightly 11 to 4. Um, I think the first show up, this, uh, the first show up on Thursday morning, there was a bit of 7 to 2 knocking about as well. And you still get a bit of freeze on the exchange. And I think the freeze on the exchange, when only, is, is very, very fair about First Street now. Um, I had a, I, I backed him at um, an entry last se- last season in the Grade One, um, but he just totally blew out there. But you know, as, as we always say, you can give any horse uh, a bad run at the end of the season. And you know, this is a horse that only made his debut in May twenty twenty one, so maybe he did have enough for the season there. But you know, have a look at the form; he's absolutely rock solid. Third in the Betfair hurdle here. Um, was second to State Man in the county hurdle. State Man was rated 141 then. He's now third favourite for the champion and rated 164. So if it comes back to that county hurdle form, he'll go very, very close. He's got some unexposed horses in there, but he brings a really consistent level of form to the table. And obviously he's got 12 stone here, but I'm I'm told he's quite a big lump uh, and he, he will find the, you know, humping 12 stone, no problem whatsoever. So... Um, there's some good vibes coming out about the horse as well. Uh, yeah, I think he's really, really solid. If you want a solid short price bet this weekend, I think first street around about freeze on the exchange or, or even the 11 to four uh, with a sports book is, I think it's very fair. Okay, strong show for the favourite from TC first street. Kevin, another one there's been a bit of money for here is Teddy Blue, Gary Moore. Trains at Jamie Moore rides. Uh, he's been well supported as well into seven to two. Like I said, it's only eight runners here for each way punter. So watch out there. What what are you liking? That was a no goal for me, Baron. Filed it in, filed it into the two tough pile. So you did. So you did. I shouldn't have even bothered asking you that. But we'll kick straight on to the to the three oh five. 
It's the big race, the Coral Gold Cup over three miles, two furlongs. This is one you definitely know something about, surely. Bustleton, he's been the springer in the market, was 12 to 1 in the anti post market and bigger in some places. He's 13 to 2 now, joint favourite with Con Roach Lammer, Rambler. Lamillus is a 7 to 1 chance. Same price as remastered. 300 through 5 is a 7 to 1 chance. Paul Nichols putting cheek pieces on that just to sharpen him up. Uh, had a good spin around there recently up in Weatherby to blow away the cobwebs over hurls. That seems well fancy than first time cheek pieces. And it's 15 to 2 bar. Bustling, Kev, what can you tell us? Stay yeah, with I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd like to think he has a pretty good chance, Bar. Um, it's it's been the target since the Kerry National. Um, look, I, I think the general view is that Hewitt was coming to win. Um, but they, they still had a bit of galloping to do, and Bustleton wasn't stopping, I don't think. Um, and look, sure, because of that, that general perception, he probably got off a bit easier with the handicapper as a result. Um, and look, he, he's marching forward. He's coming forward with every run. Um, you know, he's loads of experience. I know the trends boys will be out telling you that a five-year-old can't win this race. I don't, I don't think they ever have. Um, but you wouldn't get many five-year-olds that have run it, you know, and they're, you know, had a 13th start over fences. Uh, with a Kerry National already in the bag. So, um, look, he's a lovely, straightforward ride. Um, JJ Slevin gets on great with him. Um, he'll be up there in the van. He stays. He tries um, ground. The more it dries out, the better, I dare say, for him. So, um, yeah, I'd be pretty hopeful now. He, he's my pick. I, I don't think it's an electric race outside of a handful for a race of this of this value. So, yeah, Bustleton, I'm hoping he'll, he'll go very well. Still only a five-year-old TC Bustleton, so you know he there is could be plenty of improvement there. It's five places to each way punters here. Tony, what are you liking? It? Yeah, uh, I put up Bustleton anti-post on Tuesday along with Lord Accord. Um, fingers crossed, I, and they don't overdo the watering. And the and Thursday's rain isn't too severe. I think it will be good to soft at worst, so that'll be fine for them both. Yeah, if it nearer to good, that all the summits are better. Lord Accord is is the one that the handicapper said he's got more in hand. In fact, you know, he's three pound well in here. And obviously everyone knows how well Frodon was in the Badger Beer, how well handicapped he was there. And he could have got really close to him if he hadn't made a mistake at the last. And off the same mark here, uh, you know, he's a massive player, I think. Um, the way he just pops out and travels and jumps um, yeah, I give Lord Accord uh, a very good shout, and it's not only on that. It's not only on that um, that win canter one either. I mean, the, the previous win on on uh, on good ground at Cheltenham in a really good time is you know was was a big point into his chances here. So yeah, I like him. He's well handicapped, got loads going for him. Um, I probably will have a saver on remastered. He's around. He's quite a weak um, eight to one plus poke on the exchange at the moment, and that, I imagine that's because. He is a horse that probably wants it softer than it's likely to be. But yeah, I was I was really taken with his run uh over hurdles and his comeback at Aintree. And annoyingly, I looked at the prices for the for the um for this race, and I, I think it is a really average renewal. Let's be honest about it. Um and he was 14 to 1 across the board immediately after that hurdle win. And I kicking myself for not getting involved. But yeah, I, I was impressed by that. Everyone knows that he was trading at twos when he was falling four out in the race last year. Uh, he's actually a pound well in, according to the handicap. He's gone back and had a look and adjusted his chase mark after that hurdle win. So yeah, I think Green Masters has got a lot, lot going for him. I mean, the fact that he's had his, that was that win last time was he came after his fourth wind up 
I suppose that would maybe wave a red flag at you, but no, I think remastered eight to one plus when only on exchanges, probably I'm going to add to my, uh, add to my anti-post bets with a win only bet of that at eight to one plus. Okay. Fair enough. Looking back to the, the, the oldest record I got back to was 1992, but there hasn't been a five-year-old winner of this race. I don't think there's ever been one bar in the whatever, I don't know, it's just 60 years or something this race has been going. So we we love a trend buster, Bar. We love to we love to see those trends boys breaking down in tears. It what couldn't possibly happen. How did that happen? Love that. Be a sad, um, well, I won't say it. If you're a yeah, 10-year trender, I, I love the trends boys taking a beat and so fingers crossed. Happy days. <laughs> On to the last race we're going to talk about Newbury at 340. How many have run? How many have run? <laughs> it's the handicap chase over two miles. Amarillo Sky, your favorite at 11 day, really warm at that as well. Was a two to one chance. Only money is a four to one chance. Monsieur Lecoq is six, seven Bundor, and a Claire Danay is eight, and it's 10 to one bar. TC, one for you to kick us off with. Every time I, every time Monsieur Lecoq runs, I think of you, Carhill. <laughs> yeah. I do as well. well. <laughs> um, I was surprised by two prices when the Betfair Sports went up on Thursday morning. And again, they were first up on this race. One was Amarillo Sky, 11 to 8. I wouldn't even go near that at 2 to 1. Um, yeah, impressive last time, but 11 to 8. And, and that, that, is the, that is a price across the board. So if I could lay that at 11 to 8 on the exchange and have the field run from 8 to 11, that would be the best bet of the day, probably. But yeah. Um, the other one, they went, Sportsbook initially went up 33 to 1 Hatcher. And um, that was massive. And I think the 20 to 1 is still very, very big. We, we, also, we also talk, we always talk about curious pieces of handicapping uh, on these oh, programs yeah. weighed in. <laughs> Hatcher was dropped three pounds for his fall at air last time. <laughs> he was trading at 2.64 at the time. Um, he was bang in there, travelling well in behind the leaders in third, about two or three lengths off of the eventual winner. And, you know, I thought, looking at the race, I thought he was the most likely winner, but he fell. The handicap dropped him three pounds. He's now eight pound lower than when third in a better race than this when uh, at Cheltenham last year, and a valuable Cheltenham handicap when third to before midnight and Sky Pirate. If he comes back to that kind of form, he, he is not going to be far away here. Two miles on good ground are his optimum conditions. And I know he, he may be the nominal second string with Jack Andrews on, with, with uh, Eclair Denae, with Harry Skelton on, but wouldn't surprise me if uh, they're trying to pull a fast one here and they've got really well handicapped off in Hatcher. Yeah, I'm, I'm a player at 20 to 1. It's a previous run, he got dropped two pounds for unseating at the fifth or sixth last. But how can you do that? And that, you know, the handicapper thought he was going to go and win at air. He's got it in his remit because it was two out. He's got these in his remit to actually up it, drop it three pounds. I mean, what is going on? But like they tried. They said themselves in that update. They said out there a week or two ago, like they're trying desperately, basically, to drop these chasers. They can't get the levels down as much as they want to, so they're just finding any excuse at all just to get the chasers dropped, to get their levels back in sync after uh, 15 years of them the running wild on them. <laughs> oh, Lord. TC thinks they're hatching a plan for Hatcher, owned by the brilliantly oh, yeah, named yeah. Mr. P.H. Betts. That's great <laughs> involved in horse racing, isn't it? Deadly name. No, yeah, I, I, just, I just looked at it and I'm just thinking, what? Yeah. <laughs> what are you liking it, Kev? 
Um, I like only money. Um, winning streak. I, I got uh, came to an end of entry last. So I thought he ran well enough. Now he was just a little bit too free for his own good. I'm hoping they go go gallop here. Um, it's not a hundred percent guarantee, but I think they will. And uh, and that would suit him, help him relax a bit. And um, that will hopefully translate to to a stronger finishing effort because he was on a he was on a fair old march before that. And um, yeah, I'd be, ho- I'd be hopeful. I thought his price was reasonable. Um, and I'd be hopeful he, he'd be able to get stuck in the finish again. Okay, Hatcher for TC. And for Kevin, only money. That concludes our look at Newbury. On to Newcastle, where the real action is on Saturday. Obviously, oh, yeah. three races sponsored by the firm. The 135, the first of those three races. I'm going to give every race its full title now. You notice I didn't do that in Newbury, but Newcastle gets the full title for every race. The Beffer Daily Rewards, Novice Limited Handicap Chase. Uh, it is over just shy of three miles. Shantou, Lucky's your favorite at the moment at 50. They Gavin Cromwell travels that over Kieran Buckley in the plate three to one. Melanino, Lord Rocco is four. Same price for Son of Simon. Big difference is 13 to two. Just to uh, just you here, TC Kev doesn't fancy this at all. Only five runners. What do you make of it? Yeah, very, very tricky race. But I think if you're looking at this race, you, you have to start with Malinello. Ben Pauling, and we all, we all know he's having a great season, but I, I wasn't aware about his record with his chases this season. He's like 27 from 68 with his chases. I mean, it's, um, I'm not sure that his figures are right, but it's definitely going into first. He's racing. He, he had a 42% right, uh, 42% strike rate with his chases this season. And although this horse has been off since January 2021, you know, his, his overall form is great this season, Pauling. Uh, and this horse is making his chasing debut of quite a lonely mark. He's a half brother to Kogri, a 150-plus rated horse at his peak when, uh, with uh, Tristan Davis. So, yeah, I mean, uh, he opened up 3-1 to one across the board this morning. Uh, but one firm, bizarrely, went 15-2. to two. Um, They've been spanked all the way into 4-1, to one, and I'm not surprised. If you're going to play the race, he's the most interesting. It is a very tricky race, and I'm, novice handicap chases are probably... Not my ideal betting medium, but Malinello is the most interesting for certain. Yeah, he's been off for a long time as well, hasn't he? And he's in for a first run after a wind up and they have the tongue tie on. So uh, that's TC shouting at Malinello. On to the main uh, event at 2.10. It's the race everyone's talking about, the Betfair Fighting Fifth Earl. Just to remind everyone, the offer... This weekend on the Betfair Fighting Fifth, on the exchange, money back all losers is a free bet up to a tenner. Money back all losers on the Fighting Fifth as a free bet up to a tenner. And on the sports book, it's bet 10, get 10 on horse racing multiples. Bet a tenner on horse racing multiples and get a free 10 pound bet on horse racing multiples. Check out the show description for the T's and C's there. Lads, is this going to be a short conversation or what? Constitution Hill, two to nine, seven to two, Epitant. Not so sleepy. You have medals for back in TC. You put them up in this last year. You backed them without two in the champion hurdle, I recall. And yeah. I, um, I think you backed them somewhere else. At, uh, another hurl race anyway, but you've medals for backing them. Tommy Oscar, 28, 100 Void of Rev, who we spoke about already on this show. Uh, Constitution Hill, though, a two to nine. It's only a matter of going down to pick it up, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Kev? Yeah, I mean, uh, um, they've got obviously got Epitent in there. And obviously it's... I'm just glad Constitution's running because, like, like you alluded to, I won't have to tip not so sleepy again there. here. Uh, actually, I was thinking about last year, actually. I watched that in a pub and I thought it lost and I thought it won. Then they put the print up and it definitely won. And then they called a dead heat. They got absolutely robbed. 
And I wonder why you... you well, then you're, you're, you are 12 points in at the time, in fairness. No, no, no. No, because that was... <laughs> that was, was on my six months without a drink. I was <laughs> that is, I was even more furious. And I wonder why the skin full. Yeah. No wonder why Huey Morrison hated, hates the BHA. I think it all started then. The Christmas uh, Earl was the other race you tipped him in last year. You what? The Christmas Earl was the other race you tipped yeah, him in last, last year. I'd like to have got half my stake at 20 to 1 last year when he did. He, he should and actually should have won because he... Took the last two with him, didn't he? Um, no, I think I'm going to have a you know, joking aside. Uh, the sports we have just gone up with their betting without market. Uh, not so sleepy as seven to two. So I think it's seven to two, basically in a match bet with a horse who should have been in the race last season. He, he's race fit, finished a cracking third in Cesarewitz last time. Um, are they going to bottom Epiton ahead of the Christmas hurdle against the horse that they know they can't beat? A stable mate they can't beat. No, I think not so sleepy will go from the front and hopefully Constitution Hill will pick him up and hopefully the other three won't try. <laughs> There's a lot of hopefully's in there. <laughs> what are you thinking? Seven to two is fair without. Yeah, yeah, very much so, yeah. How are they betting without then if it's seven to two him? They are one. Let me just call it up here. They are betting one to seven Epiton. One to seven, seven to two not so sleepy. 11's Tommy Zoska, 20's Vorderev. Seven to two stands out like a sore. I wonder will anyone bet without two on it? Give us a tree runner race. Let's see. Anyway, there'll be length in your odds as well on the sports book. That'll be up in the next couple of hours, I would imagine. So watch out for that if you fancy back in the favorite at a and, and a distance as well. Kev, what do you make of it? We'd spend all our lives complaining about small fields, and here's he two gabas looking for betting without two in a five runner race. <laughs> you clocked who's sponsoring the race. Come on, play the game, Kev. Five runner races, all right. Bet fair sponsor. Well, they oh, are with Constitution Hill is running in it and he, Epitant. Look, he, he probably wins, doesn't he? I'm just glad they're sending them up now because I was listening to Michael Buckley during the week and he was saying, ah, Newcastle's an awful long way away. There's a train strike. I don't know. <laughs> um, but look, hopefully they both line up and run and he probably wins. But Epitant, like, I wouldn't be surprised if, if she makes him work. Um, I know everyone thinks he's unbeatable, etc., and maybe he is. But I'd say if, if I were Nicky Henderson, I would have been revving Epitant up to the years for this. Um, because until what happened with Constitution Hill last weekend, obviously this was looking like her big, her big day. Um, so I'd say she lacked for nothing in fitness terms. And in fairness to her, like she's a very good mayor. Um, like I, I don't think she'll go down in, in the annals of history as a brilliant champion hurdle winner or anything like that. But she's she's a very good kind of mid one fifties, high one fifties mayor. Um, she gets seven pounds off Constitution Hill here. Um, for whom this isn't a big day by any means. It's all ahead for him. So I just I'm not saying she's going to beat him, but I wouldn't be surprised if she gets closer than most would expect, and I maybe give him a fright. Yeah, that's interesting. They, I, 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 obviously, they won this. She won this race last year on the Christmas hurdle. I think they were her two big games again this season. You know, anything after that's a bonus, really. So, uh, they weren't betting on having Constitution in Hill in there to beat them. Um, but it's going to be a fascinating contest in all eyes on Newcastle at two ten. Uh, the next race we're going to talk about, guys, is our last race. It's the three twenty five from Newcastle, just shy of three miles. The Betfair Exchange rehearsal. Chase Lompresse, another horse that missed out on action last weekend in Ascot, is your 11 to 8 favourite. Has been money firm into overdrive is 4 to 1. It's 9 to 2. I right. Happy go lucky is 11 to 2, and it's 8 bar. Uh, nine runners in here, Kev. 
you any opinion on this? Yeah, sure. Look, you know me at this stage now, Bear, when there's a class horse in, in his top weight and handicap chase, <laughs> you, you can always kind of guess which way I'm leaning. I thought he was short enough now. I thought he was short enough. Um, he is a class horse. And I, I would expect him to outclass these, but I don't know if I'd be rushing to take the sort of price he is now, because um, there's a few in, in here at back class and there's a couple coming forward as well. So um, it, it's probably no better for me. But um, if, if you if you made me pick it, the likeliest winner, it's going to be long press. But that, that price just, I suspect TC will be rearing up a lot more about meeting the price now, because it does seem plenty sharp. Well, it's yeah. terrible. In fact, at the time of recording, I am at the front of the queue to lay this horse at two point. Don't be a liar. If Amarillo Sky is a, a bad price, this is a worse one, isn't it? You've got yeah, you're sure. Got first time up. Um, they're not going to have him revved here. First time up on mark off a mark of one hundred and sixty-four. That's enough to that's enough to put you off. But what's even more off putting is it's a nine-runner race. And I've never seen a race with so much pace in it. I mean, they at their at their at the best at their optimum racing style, all of these like to go forward or race prominently. So you know, on press is going to have horses all around him. You know, you know, they're not going to bottom him for all. It's a Betfair sponsored race. They're not going to bottom him. You know, for Grade One prize down the line or for handicap here on water, good to soft ground. Uh, no, I think he's. I think he's really readily opposable. He could well blow these apart, but I mean, like, like I said, if I can, if I can get him in the bag at you know, uh, uh, eleven to eight and have the field run of me at, at uh, eight to eleven, more than happy with that. I thought there were any number of you know horses you can put up against him. In fact, you can put up four or five very easily. I thought Dingo Dollar was probably most attractive from an each way perspective at eight to one. Uh, third to I right in the race last year. Um, really good rate, really good win at Aintree last time. For all it was a veteran's race, this is a tougher race and he's five pound high. But I thought Dingo Dollar would be probably the each way one player, uh, well, each way play to go. But I'd I probably just, I'll probably just settle for uh, a lay of the favorite and have the field running for me. I was back in Happy Go Lucky in the Paddy Power Gold Cup there just a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, a better race than this. Well, if you take Lampresse out potentially, but uh, they didn't run, obviously, because of the ground. Would you give that any chance in here, TC? He's probably one of your pace angles as well, is he? Yeah, I mean, they, look, they're all pace angles, but I think um, there has been ridden a bit more patiently before. I mean, some of the jockeys are going to have to be cute here, obviously. Um, I write is probably the one I think will go from the front, but they want to get to the front on Lampresse because that's what he does. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, you can you can make a case for all of them here, but like I said, yeah. you're taking the favorite on anyway. You're you've yeah. got the, you're going to have the field running free if you can get the favorite in at eleven to eight. Or well, would, would you go up to two point five? Would you two four? What, sorry, would you go up to uh, two point five? Go to six to four. Uh, I'm happy to go to six to four. Yeah, good happy days. Right, okay. Just the naps then, lads. That's that remains to. Uh, that's all that remains for me to do here. Kev, we'll kick off with you. What's the nap? Um, I'll go with Dashiell Drasher. Um, win Dashiell, only, please. Yeah. You just cut out there, Dashiell Drasher. Dashiell Drasher, please, win only. Win only. Punchy. TC? First Street, round about the three to one mark on the exchange. First Street, okay, in the intermediate, the Jerry Field, and lovely. Okay, just to remind everyone the offers on the Betfair Sportsbook and Exchange this weekend on the Sportsbook. Bet £10 on horse racing multiples and get a free £10 bet on horse racing multiples. And then on the Exchange, money back is a, 
money back all losers as a free bet up to a tenner on the fighting fifth hurl. So watch out for that. Our big sponsorship the weekend. It's the race everyone's going to want to see. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Looking forward to having Vanessa back on Monday when she'll be steering the ship for Wade in. Until then, everyone have a great weekend. Gamble responsibly and everyone will be back Monday. Thanks.